In episode 35, I share three things you should avoid when working remotely with employers or clients and what you can do differently. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Welcome back to the series all about the top remote work and business predictions for 2023. If you're just starting with this episode, I want to remind you to go back to episode 33 and 34, which sets the stage for this topic all month long. Now, today I want to share some things to avoid in this new era of working remotely. And I should say with multiple generations, because this is really the first time in history that we have had three, four, or even more generations in the workforce. Now, much of what I'm going to share today is based on my own experience. I like to combine research, but also I live a lot of the experiences that I talk about. And the inspiration also comes from not only my experience, but a recent article I read in uh, January 4th edition of CNBC. It's called Quiet Hiring, will dominate the U.S. in 2023, says HR experts, and how to prepare for it. And so you might have heard about the great resignation, quiet quitting. These are all these terms that people have been throwing around. Episode 33, I talked about the great unretirement, and now we're at quiet hiring, which apparently means that employers are going to quietly look for people that they can slot into roles, either moving them laterally or really hiring more contractors instead of full-on or full-time employees. So here's some things I thought would be helpful in case you're planning to go back into the workforce, either in a traditional workforce, working remotely, of course. Well, really, it doesn't matter. Remotely or not, these things will apply. Or even if you plan to do your own thing and work with clients or people in general, These are some things that I think could be helpful to avoid. So number one is aging yourself. Talk about how to avoid that, actually. Number two is looking overly confident or being the expert in the room. And number three is beware of using outdated verbiage or examples or advice. Now, let me tell you, I've done all of these things, and this is why I'm talking about this today. And let me break it down for you. So number one, aging yourself. Now, this is somewhat unavoidable in some ways because we know that people are getting aged out of the workforce because they are, in fact, getting older. But there are ways that people also age themselves in the workforce and things that you can do to avoid that. So let's talk about how people age themselves in a resume. Sometimes people write how many years they've done something or they use old dates on jobs or when they went to school, which maybe was in the 80s. And these are ways that you can age yourself, not intentionally, but sometimes people will look to that. Listen, let's just call it what it is. It's a form of discrimination. It's unfair. And you may age yourself out of the workplace or out of an opportunity. So in places like your resume or on LinkedIn or in interviews or just even talking, Rather than stating years or talking about how far your experience goes back, you can replace those things with things like several years 
or talk about your expertise in something or that you have experience with something. And so I can't really dig too deeply into that today because this is one of my short episodes, but you can take my training and see how I do this. You can see how I do it on LinkedIn. If you want to go check out my LinkedIn, it's Camille Littell. But I'm one of those people where I'm kind of on the cusp. My experience does go back quite a ways. And so I'm at that point now where I have to start talking about my experience without talking about my age or talking about specific years. So that's number one. Number two is being overly confident or being the expert. Apparently I do this because I got feedback on this at my place of work where I'm a contractor right now that I talk in a way that people feel like maybe I feel like I'm the expert in the room. I really didn't think I was doing this, honestly, or that I'm throwing my experience around. And I, I get what they're saying. I can take feedback. And what it is, is that it just didn't read the culture in this new workplace because the place I worked at before, they loved my experience. They thought that my background was very useful. They looked to me for my examples and my guidance. But what I'm learning now is I need to read the room and read the culture. And so if this is you, if you're someone who throws your experience around or talks about how you used to do things or this is how it was always done, you might accidentally be turning people off. So what you can do differently is demonstrate real value. If someone has a question, give them a real value answer. If rather than, as an example, talking about how it used to be done or how you used to do it back in the day, or this is how it's always been done, you know, there are better ways to answer a question or be of service to someone. You can just genuinely help them. You don't even need to talk about yourself or talk about what you did or how you did something amazing or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think about my current experience here. Again, I thought I was being humble in this workplace, but I think I'm learning that culturally things are a little different now, which brings up a whole nother topic for another time. And that is what it's like to work in a very young workforce when you're not as young as everybody there. So there are ways you can demonstrate real value, send somebody something in email, maybe an article that isn't always about you and your experience could be helpful. You can point people to different resources. You can still be of service and demonstrate value without necessarily talking about yourself. Okay. So that was number two, being overly confident or being the expert. Number three kind of goes hand in hand with number two, and that's giving outdated advice or using verbiage that is outdated. Now, no one's told me I've done this, but I'm kind of hyper aware of it now because I am working in a bit of a younger workforce. So I want to give you an example. I was on a virtual call not too long ago, and for whatever reason, everybody had like a blue shirt on as an example. And I think I was wearing yellow that day. And I actually said something like, oh, I didn't get the memo that it was blue shirt day, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> but nobody knew what a memo was <laughs> because I work in a workforce that literally wasn't around when people sent memorandums because that's the full word for memo. So the joke just kind of fell flat. And, and again, nobody cared. It wasn't like a big deal. But in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I use terms and phrases that are a little outdated. So that goes hand in hand with giving outdated advice. Like you have to do your research 
and find the balance between your wisdom and your experience, which is hugely valuable, but also bringing it current. So the way you can do that would be to research your advice or what you know well with what's happening in today's environment. So let me give you an example. I've been doing project management for a lot of years and I've used different systems like MS projects or some other old project management tools. Well, I have great project management skills, but I need to bring them up to speed with what's current. So I've been teaching myself new project management tools like Asana is one or Trello or Rike. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, probably doesn't matter because you don't do project management, but I'm just using it as an example of I have great skills, but if I want to work with people in a workforce or even as clients, I have to bring those skills into the current state of remote work by learning new tools or new systems or, you know, just something as simple as storing things in the cloud instead of storing things on your hard drive, as an example, is just bringing your skills current. This makes me think of that progressive insurance commercial where the guy's talking about don't be your parents. And he's got these great examples of people doing things that are just a little outdated. I love those commercials. They're hilarious. That's the example here is like, don't be your parents in the workplace. (laughs) Really don't be your old self in the workplace, right? Just be a new version of yourself in the workplace. So let me recap those. Number one, try not to age yourself. I gave you some examples there. Number two, avoid being overly confident or the expert in the room. Number three, try to avoid giving outdated advice or even outdated jokes in the workplace, okay? Now, you might be wondering, does any of this apply if I don't want to work in the workplace? And I'm going to go back to my old answer, it depends. You might be working with clients. You might be working with others, but maybe not. I have a friend who has an accounting job where she doesn't work with anybody anymore. She's in her 60s. She's out of the traditional workforce. She's doing contract jobs, and she doesn't interface with really anyone anymore and doesn't have to worry about it. So that's always an option too. But you never know. There may be that time when you still have to interact with people and uh, you just have to be aware of these things. And that's it for today. I hope you found this kind of a light, fun episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week because it will be the final episode for the Top Predictions for 2023 series. See you then. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out my free remote work training where you can get more ideas and action steps for how to work with me on your remote work options. Go to camilatel.com slash remote dash training, or you can find the link in the show notes.